Welcome to Servium, Latin for I Will Serve, a new podcast series from the Diocese of Rapid City, exploring the vocation to the permanent diaconate. Join me as I visit with some of the deacons who are fulfilling the mission of Christ as servants, sharing their gifts in Western South Dakota. I'm your host, Karen Gibis, and I'm honored to introduce today's guest. Welcome to the show, Jim. Can you introduce yourself and tell us about your family and your, like your wife and your kids? No, uh, name's Jim Holm. I'm from Holy Cross Parish in Timberlake, South Dakota. We've got wife Ellen. Been married for forty, to be about forty-one years in June, and we've got four daughters, two older and two younger. Nine grandchildren now. They're spread out throughout the state for the most part. The youngest one's taking online classes at home right now, but we'll be going to college next semester. So. Well, that's exciting. Tell me about your parents and growing up. What your childhood was like. I grew up in a strong Catholic family. We made sure we went to church every weekend. Mom would attend daily Mass once in a while when we were living. she was living on the farm. Once she moved to town, she attended every day that there was Mass, and church was important to us. Even storm it was storming, we made sure we tried to get to Mass. So, Did you receive all your sacraments yes, at Timber Lake? I, yes, I did. So your parish has been your parish from the start to correct, now? Correct. That's amazing. What prompted you to consider the diaconate? It's been on my mind and heart for many years, I guess. If I'd go back, growing up as a child, I probably somewhat considered the priesthood at one time, but never followed through with it when I got older. And diaconate was just something that we've never had a deacon in Timberlake, so it wasn't around it a lot, but there was something that kept putting it on my mind that, Jimmy, need to check this out. So I thought, well, why not? So when did you decide to take that step towards formation? When Father Christensen left Timberlake and went to Rome, they had another class that started up with the last deacons that were ordained, and he'd sent me an email and said, Jim, I think you need to consider it. Well, Jim considered too long, and <laughs> it was past the stage by the time I was said yes, and so I kept it on my heart, and when they, another class opened up, I signed up for it, so... What did your wife say when you approached the idea of becoming a deacon? Oh, boy. I, she, I think she was supportive of it to begin with. And then when she realized that the wife was in, how involved they were, she kind of backed off and she said, I don't know if I can do this. And there was something spurred in her that November that I think she's at the point now where Jim's not is going to go through it regardless whether he wants to or not. So, <laughs> How about your kids? What did they say when you told them? They've been real supportive. They really have. It's. I don't think they're quite sure what all the deacons going to be doing or could be doing, but they've been behind us 100% as far as I. They've told me so. So being the oldest in the diaconate class this round, you have a lot of life experience, a lot of wisdom. But did you learn anything from the others? Yes, they're they're, they're a great group. The four, five of us get along excellent together, and we've always got a point that somebody makes that everybody builds off of and it's been a very good learning group. So what's one thing that you've learned since you started formation that's really stuck with you? To pray to and rely on the Holy Spirit and I I've, I guess I've always prayed to God probably included as a trinity the the three persons I've never specifically p- prayed to the Holy Spirit and since I started the diaconate, that's something that spurred in my heart, and it has enlightened my life considerably. 
So what ways has God worked in your life during this time of formation or even in, in your marriage or in your wife's life, your children's life, you know, trying to prepare your whole family for this commitment? He's softened my heart. I used to get upset over things real easy, and since I've started diaconate, things slide off a little easier, and I take a more positive attitude towards life's challenges that were thrown at us. Tell me about this journey towards the diaconate, and then starting in that formation, there's a lot that goes into the diaconate formation, a lot of years that are in this preparation. What was it like at the beginning versus now that you're close to ordination? I think at the beginning there was no mind wasn't real realization of what all things entail what it entailed, and I think just through the training and uh, direction we've been giving, also the learning more about the church has brought me closer to to God, and I, I don't know if I've ever really been scared of what's up ahead, but it's new and exciting. Have you been active in the parishes up there? Yeah, pretty much. I, we've got a strong KC group that does fish fries and pancake feeds and stuff and been active, very active in them. And also have been helping Father at times. I do some of the repair work at church with pews and stuff like that. So so they're not going to be like, Jim, Jim who? They're going to be like, oh, great. Jim. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jim's going to be a deacon and yep. he's, he's already serving in our yeah. church and this is amazing. Tell me about your brother Knights. How did they react when you told them you were considering the diaconate? I don't know if I really told them I was considering, but once I got into the discernment stage and I'd go to a meeting and the father wasn't there, Jim, you lead us in prayer would, would always come up. So so they've kind of warmed to the idea oh, yeah, and are super yeah. excited yeah, to have. I think so. I mean, I think that would be exciting for your Knights of Columbus Council to have a deacon yeah, oh, yeah. in yeah, their yeah. midst. What are some ways that the parish has supported you in this formation? I've had a number of people, and it's been some of the older people. And like I said before, we've never had a deacon in Timberlake before. But some of the older people have been behind me 100%, and they've encouraged me, told me, you know, that I'm, you're in the right direction, and your mom and dad would be proud of you. So That's got to be good to hear. Oh, yes, yes. I feel them with me. That's great. Now, you started this journey towards the diaconate later in life. What, prior to this, what were you doing and what did you do for a living? I used to farm and ranch in 2006. We had a severe drought after about six years of that. In fact, from year 2000, 2006, I only got the combine out of the shed three years. And I just was tired of fighting the obstacles and I thought, well, I'll sell the cows. And, and I'd started crop adjusting in 02, so I went with that full time and adjusting is something where I kind of set my own time so it opened things up and I was able to partake in more of the activities of the diocese and inspired me to keep going. So that will set you up well for serving the parishes around Timber Lake, being able to set your own schedule, you know, be almost a retired aspect of life coming up and not be able to have that young family that some are dealing with or the business that others are dealing with. Right. How does that work in your comfort of being able to serve your diocese and serve your parishes, knowing that you have the time to give to the church? There's pros and cons to it. It gives me more time to do the things asked. 
but in other essences, it's harder to say no because I've got the time and we need to learn. We all need to learn to say no to certain things so that we're not overburdening ourselves and burning out or not giving full attention to where we need to give attention to. So that's where the wife comes in, right? She's going to be able to tell you, well, no, let's not commit to that. Or yes, we should commit to that. She may try, yeah. (laughs) Well, she is a strong force to be reckoned with. So I I think you have a good support system. You must know her well. (laughs) I know her some. Now, what advice would you give someone who's considering becoming a deacon, especially if they're considering it later in life like you did? Follow through. Even if you're not going to go through with becoming, actually being ordained, get started in it and just see what it's, what's there. You'll be amazed what you learn about your faith. Don't miss the deadline to sign up. Correct. Correct. <laughs> that might set you back a few years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything that you're looking forward to once you're ordained? Just being able to be more of a servant to our parish in the diocese, I guess. I don't know how to put it in the words, I guess, but being able to do some of the things that a deacon does as far as the homilies and for the sick and the elderly homebound, being able to serve them better. If you could pick one ministry, what would that one ministry of which you could dedicate most of your time as a deacon to, which one would it be? Probably visiting the homebound. I think there's a lot of times they can't make it to Mass and a lot of them don't receive communion or don't they're watching it on tv and i right we need the real presence and i think if it was able to take them eucharist that they would probably be more a happier person so yeah and in being able to do that as a deacon you can give them blessings and you can minister to them in a way that as a layman you can't correct that's got to be a almost a feeling of of fulfillment by serving the church in in yet a greater way, even though you can, as a layman, bring Jesus to the homebound, this changes it. It transforms it into something more amazing, more beautiful, even for you. Correct. You know, and I I think people are going to be better, more receptive to a deacon or a priest bringing them communion and and just praying with them than a regular layperson. Not that the layperson is bad. People need God no matter from whom or where, but the deacon is more of official. You said that there's been no deacons in the Timberlake Parish before. How is that being the first deacon? How do you feel like that's going to be an impact on the parish? It was one of the things that scared me from the beginning was how would I be accepted? But with the encouragement I've received from across the parish, in fact, the three parishes we serve Timberlake and Isabel and Charles City are also served with Timberlake. And even from them, the outlying parishes, they have been real supportive, been encouraging and stuff. So my initial scare, if you want to call it that, is gone. It will be what it will be, and God will direct. The Holy Spirit will be with us. That's wonderful. I think that it's important that those men out in those far-off parishes, out in the country, understand that it is, while you say there was a fear about that, There's also such a blessing that comes for the community and for the parish when there is a deacon in that community for the first time. Correct. And that they should be not afraid to discern that as a calling from God. He's probably trying to get a deacon in every parish. And I think maybe by me stepping forward, it might encourage some others that, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. So. (laughs) 
Hopefully if we Jim can, can grow. do it, you can do it, right? Right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Jim. I really appreciate your Welcome. time and, and your wisdom. Well, I've got the gray hair to prove that, so. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. God bless. This is Deacon Greg Sass, Director of the Permanent Diaconate and Diaconate Formation. The diocese has been blessed to have seven men called to orders by Bishop Peter Mewage, six as permanent deacons, and one as a transitional deacon for the Diocese of Rapid City. Their ordination is scheduled for 5.30 p.m. Thursday, June 29, 2023, at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City. All are invited to attend the ordination. For more information, visit rapidcitydiocese.org, read the diocese newspaper, West River Catholic, or your parish's bulletin. For more information about the permanent diaconate in the Diocese of Rapid City, contact me at the Chancery, 605-343-3541.